I welcome to a special edition of the Single Track Session here. This is number 90 of the Trail Manners Podcast. We're in Bellingham, Washington. This is on location, the furthest that we've been away from home. Woohoo! Joel's not here, but we have a special guest that's going to help uh, get us through the Single Track Session. No stranger to the podcast or to your listening ears. We have Jeff Hart. <laughs> Jeff? hey so Jeff's with us, and I'm actually with Jeff. He, he uh, uh, has been my tour guide the last couple of days. That's why we're getting this out a little bit late because we've been running. So yeah, it's rough. It, it's been a rough couple <laughs> days. It's been a long week, so I'm excited to finally be up here. Um, but we'll get to the Bellingham part because there's a lot to discuss um, with that. But uh, yeah, so we're up in Bellingham. It's actually Thursday, so as soon as we're done recording, hopefully within 20 minutes, I can have this up and, and for the listening pleasure. Um, but it's kind of fun. The first thing that started my... So I came up for work to uh, Seattle. That's kind of how it all started. Um, I actually flew into Portland so I could drive up with my boss. But as I got on my flight, ultra runner Greg Norander was on my flight with me. So I knew it was going to be good. Greg's uh, an old school ultra runner, kind of under the radar, super nice guy. So it was kind of fun to be on same flight as Greg. I didn't get to talk to him, but it was nice to say hi. Um, but we'll start off by doing, and Jeff, you've done your homework. Like, you, you have some, like, papers and everything, I right? Do, there's, I have papers, and I did stuff and things. <laughs> so he's completely prepared uh, for this podcast. Probably more prepared than I Joel down. Joel's going to be listening. Gunning for yeah, his job, here, gonna, apparently. Joel doesn't listen to the podcast, but I think he's going to listen to this one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll start off with just a couple races. There's some races this past weekend, and everybody knows the story. We can't cover them all, but there's some some bigger ones and and things that runner wise. Even we'll start with the Silver Lake 50 that took place uh, last weekend. On the women's side, it's super cool to see because Casey Lichtig's back. She's been out injured, uh, kind of been struggling for a little while with some injuries, but uh, she came through and she won that race in 8:18. Uh, second was Annie Rutledge. 8:42 and Kara Baskin in 9:46. So she won it, you know, almost 30 minutes uh, on second place. Um, so it's good to see her coming back. She's needed in the sport. She's so cool to have. Uh, on the men's side, it was a tight race. Like the top four were separated by 14 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wee and won in 7:30, and then uh, Jeff Browning, the old uh, giddy up boy, won his second in 7:36. Then Tador was 7.41, and Eric Schulte was 7.44. So that was actually pretty tight. Pretty tight on the top four. Not too bad. No, no, and I would be, like, we'd have to go through so many names <laughs> yeah. before we got to mine. <laughs> it would be kind of a ridiculous situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when, when there was Jemez um, as well this past weekend, which I've never run, but every time I talk to somebody that's done it, they'd be like, this is so hard. It gets hot. Especially with the fires they had, so there's more exposure. All that exposure. Yeah, yeah. but it's just a tough course. Uh, the women's side, Katie, Katie Arnold in 953. Second place was Alyssa, and I like this last name, and I won't say it right, but it's really cool. It's a J-O-J-O-L-A. So I would say Jojola, which sounds, sounds like it should right. be. Yeah. Um, 1032, <laughs> and then Katrin Silva, 1048. On the men's side, tight race. Christian Guerin was 757, so that's number one. Second place was Darren Thomas in 758. It was like, like 61 seconds behind. Yeah, wow. That's got to be close. And and a seven-hour seven hour race, that, that is a tough course. Yeah, eight. I mean, look, like not, eight hours and yeah. 50, any 50-miler, 50 but on that one, too, but, is where it's a tough tough yeah. haul. Uh, and then Jesse Wesolowski, 821, uh, wrapped that up, finishing third. 
next up, we're going to talk about Mass and Nutton, so a little East Coast love. Yeah. Is it Mass and Nutton or Mass and Newton? Mass and Nutton. Okay, I said it right then. Or I'm just totally, you know, spouting nope. off. Too late. You've been yeah. on the East Coast. I That's haven't true. really. <laughs> I guess I've been to Atlanta before and up in the North East. Like New Hampshire and up in that area, New yeah. York, all that yeah. stuff. Mass and Nutton's been on my radar. That's I hear I'd a lot of good stuff coming out of that one, and yeah. I that would be. I, and I'll say it again, and I hate to say it because people jam me, but I want to get on the East Coast. Yeah, I know it's so tough. <laughs> um, but on the women's side, Kathleen Cusick, twenty, and I think this was her fourth win there, twenty four twenty seven. Wow. Kelsey Allen, twenty six seventeen, and Kelly McDonald, twenty six forty four. So all the women's names started with a K. Kathleen, Kelsey, and Kelly. So congratulations to the K's. On the men's side, Matt Thompson, 1907, Jason Lance, 2035, and Scott Greger, 2142. So uh, super, and I don't know much, what do you know much about the race? Like, is it? Uh, rugged footing, it lots like, of elevation. Is there? Okay. Yeah. So that's good yeah. times for the men. Yeah, just, good times. I, I yep. compare a lot to like a Wasatch 100 because that's one I yep. run. Right. Right. So I'm like 19. That, that's still pretty yep. good. Right. Yeah. Nothing I would ever do. And then you've got some some races, so, right? Well, I just have one. You know, I I just looked at one, and that's that was all right. Cruel Jewel. Yep. Yeah, Cruel Jewel happened, and um, uh, it was on my radar because I knew people in it, and um, the the women's winner was someone named Lee Connor, and I ran a fair bit of the Mountain Masochist 50 miler oh, wow. in Virginia with Lee. And she, you know, if she hears this, she she may not remember it. Um, I don't know, maybe 2011, 12? I don't know. Long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I've never been, I've never run with someone who can run so fast and and still keep talking. Really? She's, she is a beast. Really? Yeah, she's really strong. And we just keep crossing paths, although we don't, we haven't really reconnected again. She ran... Western states the year I did, and I mean she is. Is she from back east? She's legit. I think she's from the Midwest. Okay. I think Ohio or something, maybe Iowa. I don't know. I, I really don't know. And where's know. Cruel Jewel? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I thought you'd know. I that. mean, I don't know exactly where. You it know, is. a state? I think it's Georgia. Is okay. It? I don't. I really yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Listen, I should I'm, know. I'm only. I'm only like. This is like. Hey, you, you brought know, it up. I did. It is true. <laughs> I do have more though. So I did do some homework. Yeah. So uh, the men's winner winner was uh, Andy Pearson. Yeah. Twenty four nineteen. Okay. So, uh, hundred miler twenty four nineteen. You know, that's a winner. And to add some perspective to that, that's the third fastest time there on that course. On that course. Now isn't is that. Is it Cruel Jewel or Mass and Nutton that's a hard rock qualifier? I think Mass and Nutton. Oh, no, no, Cruel Jewel is a hard rock okay. qualifier. Okay. Um, and now I should know this, too, because I've done hard rock and qualified for it, but I think Mass and Nutton as well. Okay. Okay. I think that would be the two, but Cruel Jewel is. And, um, uh, you know, uh, local boy, Phil Lowry. Yep. You know, he's, he's talking... Done a lot. Says, this is, yeah, done a lot. <laughs> and when he comes out and says, that was the hardest race I've ever done, you kind of oh, go. Oh, he did say that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he posted that on Facebook this week. And, he, you know, you kind of have to step back and go, okay. Well, because he's done a 200. <clears throat> he's done lots of hundreds. Yeah. You know. And when when the the finisher or the winner is 24-19, and that's the third fastest time yeah. behind Carl Meltzer <laughs> 
and Nicodemus Holland. A couple people you may have heard of. Some people that you've heard of, yeah, or should have heard of. And if you haven't, then go go do a little homework because uh, one's a one's a Barkley finisher and the other is a legend, and you pick which one. Yeah, yeah, they're both pretty. Wow, that's pretty. So, so that's a respectable a respectable win in 24 hours. This is a tough race, man, and um, and I want to do it so bad, and not just because it's rugged. Yeah. But the buckle is huge, huge. Yeah, Phil posted a photo. We were just talking about it. Yeah, it's the size of a hubcap. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks good. It looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a belt that's strong enough to hold <laughs> hold it up. What's a strong leather? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It needs to be a thick leather. In fact, speaking of that, and I know this is a total digression, so we, we never do that on the good, podcast. Because anyway. <laughs> um, I think you guys should have belts. I think you should find a leatherwork company and have belts in your store. I have, I oh, have like some tra- trail manners belt. Yeah, with some kind of trail manners stamp. <laughs> a little bit better than what I did when I was at Scout Camp. Okay. You know, so maybe you know the letters should line now, up. When you say it, when you say it's nice stamp and it's a belt, well, whatever around, you I call it a tramp stamp belt. I mean, would well, it be? I mean, it, it could be on the back. back. Say trail manners <laughs> yeah, on trail the back. Manners. <laughs> yeah. Paper up. Go get but, it. Oh, God, see, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I have these buckles. They are sitting in my office because I love to brag. Yeah. And. You, they you, don't have a belt on them. Well, Only funny. one of them has a belt. And the funny thing is, and I don't look extremely hard, but I do at times, it's hard to find belts anymore that you can exchange a buckle. Yeah. Right? Because usually they're riveted on. Mm-hmm. It's like, And so I've gone to a couple of cowboy stores. In Utah, we have a few. Um, you know, Smith & Edwards and IFA and these little farmer cowboy stores. And even there, they're hard to find. Yeah. You know, I'd think, wow, there's... You know, cowboys have the big buckles, so it seems like you'd find them there more. But they're harder to find than I thought. I, I have one belt for for my hundred mile buckles that that I can do that, and I and I found it at some kind of um, craft fair. Wow, where some a, a leather leather maker. Okay. So. And you were there because you were looking to like get some bedazzling gear and just no, came across I'm, the belt. I'm, I was playing a jester. It was kind of a medieval. You know, it's it's a thing. I mean, you might you wouldn't understand. Listen. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> Too late but, for that. <laughs> but I really think I think that I don't know. You'll have to see if people respond. But I think it'd be a great thing. I'd love to have a trail manners belt. Well, our store is almost empty. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, find somebody that you know will make these belts. And well, if we could sell the remaining hats, people, um, that could happen. Because we need to sell those hats, and that would be yeah. Anyway. Hats are important. It's turning into summertime, and you know, it's nice. You time need to have them. Hats. We have vi- so Listen. the visor you wore on the run tonight. Yeah. I wore last night. Yeah, ten bucks on the website right now. Oh my gosh! Right? There's only like ten left, but ten yeah. bucks for a Boco visor. If I had just waited, yeah, I could have bought it for ten bucks now. <laughs> Don't say oh wait, that. no, no, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's no, the wrong. I'm not helping. It's it's more like <laughs> I should stock up just because there's only like forty something in the world. You're well, right. I don't need to. I mean, I don't need to stock up because that visor I've had for what two years yeah. now, and it's still got its elastic. It still works perfect. Yeah, they make good stuff. So sure. it's it's solid and it craftsmanship, looks, and it looks sexy. It does. It really does. Especially especially when I wear it around my neck yep. as opposed to on my head. And it flops in your, in your you video that you were you know, the video tonight. Yeah. No, it looks good. It so, looks good. Anyway. Um, and so that's kind of, do you have any more races? Uh, no. Okay. So we can move on. Yeah. Okay. So the next section of the show, I'm going to talk about Bellingham a little bit, and this is not going to be 
so here's the fun part, and you've said this a couple times. We've run twice so far, two days in a row, um, and my I'm just like a kid at Disneyland, right? Because this is my type of running, my type of place that I jive into. And you keep saying, oh, it's, I just love showing. It's like your home turf. You've been on it multiple times. It's fun to show somebody and see their response. Because we get yeah. that in Utah. Like me and Jill have people come up, even on 22nd Street. <laughs> some for us, it's kind of like, okay, we've done this before. But to see people's reaction. It feels new. Mm-hmm. So is it like that for you in Utah? Because for me, you're here, and I'm showing it. And it's and I get giddy on the trails that the first time I ran on, I yeah. was giddy. It's like, oh, yeah. Yep. No, that's that's how it is there. So when you were saying that, I kind of was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Because it's obviously, obviously a different train. And, and tonight we actually ran with a, uh, Chandler, a mm-hmm. friend of yours. And he was from Texas. And I can't imagine, like, you know, coming from Utah, I've seen, and I've, you know, I've run, you know, in the Silver, you know, Silverton area, I've run, you know, in a lot of beautiful places. Um, but I can't imagine him, like he said, I moved up from Texas, and he, you know, just his... Total, yeah. Yeah, just blown away by multiple levels, but I couldn't imagine just that type of change. That kind of shift yeah. in, in scenery. Because my shift, I still get the green, I've been, like I said, Uennas and, and Wind Rivers and... You know, some beautiful wooded green places, but this is just on a different level, right? It's a different, it's a different kind of green, and right now it's it's fairly dry. We haven't had rain for a couple of weeks, so it's not even as green and vibrant as it can be. Yeah, and but yeah, I can't imagine for him. Yeah, coming that, from Texas that's, to, to here. That's un- when he said, "Yeah, I'm North Texas." I'm like, "Wow, this is an eye opener." When we when we first started running, we run with the All Paces group like every week with one of the local running stores, Fairhaven Running. I think it's Fairhaven Runners and Walkers. Yep, maybe. that's anyway, exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, he was telling me about his first run, and he went up Pine and Cedar, which we're going to do in two days. Okay. And it's it's a stout climb, but it's so green and lush. And he said, I, I couldn't I couldn't run. Not because it was so steep, but because I had I kept stopping, <laughs> and just and just going, oh my gosh, yep. what is this place? Oh my gosh, yep. and no. and every turn it's like, whoa, that's cool, whoa, that's, that's cool, and that's the hard part because I did that yesterday. Um, you and Jen took me to Oyster Dome mm-hmm. and, and Lily Lake and back over there, and it was the same thing. It's like I and it's the saddest part because the photos and the videos don't do oh. it justice, and we hit a spot today. On the run, we were on Galbraith Mountain, and we hit this spot that was normally a waterfall, but like Jeff said, I running a, we're raining a couple of weeks, but it's still like one of the most incredible things I've seen. And I took video. Yeah. And I even fell taking the video. Oh, that was so funny. If you want to go on the website or the Facebook, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one out on the tree where if a fall is dangerous. And You're going to hate it. And, I'm just and like, you almost fall I down fell. the same cliff. Um, but, the, but it doesn't do it. Like, I'm watching them. Like, it's cool. It's still amazing. Yeah. You know, but it just yeah. doesn't do depth and height. And, and the biggest thing, and I've said this on both runs, is the smell. Like, I was I was prepared for the color. I was prepared to see what I'm calling the ocean people, and I know it's not technically, I guess technically it is the ocean, but it's got different names. I was prepared for all that. I think it's the Samish Sea now, or it's the Salish, Salish Sea. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's the ocean. Yeah. Potato, potato. It's salt water. It's salt water coming there from the ocean. It just yeah. passed by a... a couple islands. Yeah. It just got some yeah. island juice on it. <laughs> but the smells is what keeps getting me. You know, it's like I've, like just love those smells and it, and it changes it's not just one smell yep. it's it's pine trees for a minute 
and then it's cedar dust. It's cedar bark, and then it's fragrant flowers there's and ferns and there's a, it's amazing. Yeah, and that's that's something yeah. I was not even. It wasn't even in my wheelhouse getting here. So, I mean, that's incredible. And I'm going to go down. I'm a, and I got my <clears> – so I'm a young young lad, but I got these little reader's glasses I'm throwing on for a minute. Pretty and nobody, they are pretty sharp. But uh, you are wearing them well. They're crooked. The end of your nose yeah. and crooked. And they're $1. twenty-five at uh, Smith's in North Ogden. High quality. So here's what I want to hear from people. This is I like interaction on the show. And people don't do it nearly enough to my liking on Facebook. But I want you to post on uh, Single Track Session 90. One of the things I'm digging up here is the trail names. Like, they're just different, right? I mean, where I'm at, we've got, like, Icebox and Indian and Lewis Peak and Bonneville Shoreline and, you know, Green Pond. And we have these trail names, which are cool, right? I mean, they're cool names. But up here, it's like a different level. You've got uh, (laughs) Max's Shortcut. Um, Here's one, Rock and Roll, Mole Trap. Uh, Ewok Village, Cle- Cleavage, Arsenio, Arsenio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Almost like Goldilocks, Mama Bear, Baby Bear, Lost Soul, Kung Fu Theater is the name of this trail, right? Kung yep. Fu Theater. How, how about the name of the trail uh, that had the spectacular view of Mount Baker today? Oh, Space Wolf. Space Wolf. I took a picture of that. Right. There was what? Irish Death. Irish trap? Death. Yeah. Uh, Irish Death, and it had like a black diamond, like if you're like a skier, you know. And every and yeah, on Galbraith, every trail had or every the start of every trail has a very nice, unique sign. Sign. Oh, that one that and, we just and a brand, brand new, new one. one. There's a brand new one on Pump Track. So all you locals here, you know, go check out the brand new, beautiful mosaic sign that somebody made for Pump Track. And it's that, and that concrete amazing. they put the post in was still wet. Yeah, that's how new it yeah, was. It looks brand new. There. Um, there's Snack Shack. Naughty Nelly, Scorpion Evolution. I mean, these are unemployment line. We ran on that. Yeah. Well, we uh, ran past it. Past it. Yeah. yeah. Irish Irish Death. Here we go. Here's where we kind of ran today. We ran a little bit of this one over here. Whoopsie Woodle. There's one. Yo, that was one of my favorites. Whoop. There's one called the S H. There's an asterisk T. So I'm guessing it's supposed to be called the shit. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, mullet. <laughs> this one bottle opener. Yeah. Um, c- cabin. Cougar, Here to There, that's a good name for a trail. Cheech and Chong's Wild Ride, Pony Express. So these are just... So, and all and, and it's funny because Galbraith is so... It's not... It's a compact area. So these trails are not far from each other. Oh, yeah. But those are a lot of the south side of Galbraith. And it's funny how people either come into Galbraith from the north side or the south side. And, and so that's a little separate. And so you'll have people here in town, and they're like, no, no, I'm much more of the family fun center and cedar dust and all of these, and mama bear and baby bear and all these north, the, the, the Northern trails side. on the north side. So I, I have to mention those because if I don't, I think Allie will probably, who's, at, you know, was running down at Zion with us a couple of weeks ago. She'll probably be like, "Why didn't you mention any of the North Trails?" Well, I said Mama Bear and Baby Bear. Oh, those good. Are, yeah. So I, I, I tried yeah. to. I tried to. My, oh. my my readings are not good. And, there's, and if you see this map, it's the Galbraith Mountain Trails map. It's just spaghetti. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, there's trails. Every, like, <laughs> you know, I, I have a tour guide. You know, Jeff. But you know, we were talking as we headed over to Fred Meyer, so I could grab some uh, Pacific Northwest and other beverage. <laughs> I, I just said there is if you. And this is what's confusing. So there's these little maps, and there's so many trails. Like I would, I could get lost with a map. And you were even saying they change, like the trails change so much. <laughs> like even if you had a map, it could yeah. be wrong, 
at yeah. some point. If, if, right? there's, if there's logging and they have to reroute because of the logging, the trail will change a little bit or a lot, but it always comes right back. And the, the mountain biking community is just fantastic here. about making and maintaining these trails that are just in spectacular shape. And let me let me say this. I'd be bad not to say. So we ran across, let's say, 12 to 20 mountain bikers tonight. Yeah. Different groups. It wasn't like nope. together. There's a bunch of different groups. <clears throat> All of them were extremely nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, we stepped out of the way a few times. There was some that stopped for us. Even the ones that we could pass either direction were super nice. So I, I got to yep. tip my hat to that because we do talk about that on the show a little bit. I know some locations and there's been run-ins, but what I witnessed tonight on Galbraith was, was pretty awesome. And the cool thing about Galbraith, the way it's set up, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm new here. I'm yeah. a rookie. Galbraith Mountain's kind of this mound, right? It's kind of this mound in the middle of this, I don't say town, but outside of town. Yeah. So if you go up one way, and you get a lot, go down the wrong trail, you could, could be on the completely other side of this mound where you need to be pretty yeah, easily. very easily. And so that's the... I like, have done it. Yeah, and you were saying that. You were <laughs> yeah. on a long run, yep. right? And you kind yep. of went down the wrong side and were like, oh, no. I, I came up, I, I ran on the mountain behind Galbraith and came back and up and over Galbraith, and I thought I was on a trail that was going to connect with something called Kaiser, which is this kind of cross-country trail that connects with the south side, but I missed the junction, and I ended up going all... So here I am thinking I'm close to the south side, and I'm on the north side. <laughs> and and when I come up to a sign, finally... And it was a foggy day, so, you know, you can see 10 feet kind of thing. When I finally find a sign that, that you know, says Mama Bear or Baby Bear or one of these northern trails... Um, there's a lot of cursing when you're 24 miles in and you realize you've got about four miles to get to your car. And on top of that, you you have to go straight up to go over or around and around. It's going to take you. Yeah, around. Yeah, you can. I mean, if you can connect with the roads, the roads are relatively straight or, you know, straightforward, but they mean, but they don't go north south. It's mm-hmm. not like there's too many ways to just kind of go straight there. Yeah. If you take the trails, they're mountain bike trails. They're single track. They've got lots of turns and berms and nothing straight. Yep. And yeah. and that's what made today's run so fun. Oh, yeah. We're coming down three pigs, you know, straw, hay, no, straw, wood, and brick. I don't know. They, I don't, they, all three together are just called the three pigs. And we're running down those, and they're just these smooth, rolling single tracks that just have these beautiful turns and... It's just so fun to run down and run through there. It's it's a, an amazing place to run. And the and the the, the the people that have made these trails and keep up, and that's you know a lot of places have it where if it's a certain trail, people adopt it and they're in charge of it and they take care of it. But the trails were immaculate. They weren't like overcut to where no. it's like this big. It was like single track. Yeah. And it was just lush. It was it was, it was unreal. It was crazy, yeah. and it would, it's going to be hard to. Go back home to like 90 degrees and <laughs> rattlesnakes and, and all the other creepy crawlies. Because this is what I love about Bellingham. If you see a stick, it's a stick. It's a stick. If you see a metal cable, it's a metal cable. In yeah. Utah, when you see a stick, it could be a snake. <laughs> yeah. If you can see anything, it could be a snake here. It's like, oh, there's a stick. Well, that's a stick. Yeah, my, so I really appreciate yeah. that about Bellingham, for sure. <laughs> I have lost that startle reflex that makes me jump really high. When, when I see them. And I'm worried about that when I go home. I'll yeah. be like running going, oh, it's just a cable. Uh-oh, that's should, not a cable. Yeah, I should be careful. Yeah. Yeah, and the cables are weird because, you, know, you know, there's a lot of trails on active logging. And I think some of the older logging, they would just abandon these cables if they got 
you know, snagged or marred up or... And these are know, those big, thick yeah, metal... I thick mean, these are the real deal cables. Inch to two-inch steel cable. Branded and, cables. And you just come across a trail, and they're just on the trail all over. Yeah, that's know? crazy. I mean, yesterday at Oyster Dome, we saw quite a few. Half yeah. a dozen, probably. Yeah, quite a few. Um, uh, over the course of five miles, so... Yeah. Because that's what I asked Jeff. We were driving up. He came down, picked me up in Seattle graciously in the traffic. Oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that was fun in the traffic. But I guess that's you, that's typical Seattle traffic. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm done with that already. <laughs> taking Amtrak back to Seattle to take a flight out so Jeff doesn't have to drive four hours. Well, I told him I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, he said, no, you're going to have to run that's back. It. Sorry. But you're going to have to move here. Am- Amtrak's running. <laughs> Uh, but so we're driving up, and I said, "Okay, wh- what do you got? What do I got to be on the lookout for? Like, what's your what's your oh, predators? Yeah. What's your you got ticks? You got this? You got that?" And then it came to the subject of mountain lions, because right? <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I don't I don't worry I about them at home. I know we have them, but so I'm in Seattle. I fly into town, and all over the news, a mountain lion <laughs> attacked two mountain bikers like 20 minutes outside no, of downtown. No, road bikers. They were they on road, road bikes. Okay, 20 yeah, minutes. it wasn't even mountain bikes. 20 minutes outside of Seattle, basically in the Cascade Mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's the first, I was reading a thing today, the first attack in 94 years. 94 years. So your odds were pretty bad. But I guess they said the mountain lion was really underweight, they, is what the article said, which makes sense because okay, oh, freaks me out. They were, they hit this mountain lion with a bike. Yeah, they're holding <laughs> up their bikes and they attack. And, they and I, I'm not off. trying to make fun of this, but I'm trying to say it's a. Bi- they're hitting it with a bike. They're not hitting with a stick. They're not hitting it, with a it, rock. It is an actual it, bike. Yeah, yeah. And then the the first per, the first of the two that was attacked and bit on the head mm-hmm. is the one that got away. Yep. It's just it's. Um, well, I read a thing that the, yeah, when crazy. they finally got help up there, because it took a while, they didn't. The person didn't know exactly where they were, but they luckily they had a truck that came by that knew where they were at. That kind of radioed, had a hard time getting a signal in, but it was almost thirty minutes to an hour, something like that, when the initial call came in till uh, Department of Wildlife got there or rescue or something. And when they came up on it, they said the mountain lion was standing on top of the one that oh, it, it killed, and they had to shoot a gun to get it off that person. It was it was just standing on top of them. And they ended up tracking. They brought dogs in, tracked it, put it down. Now they're going to study it, you know, do it, uh, check it out. But I, that freaks me out. It, it me too. And I, you know, there are a few things that freak me out. Swimming in open ocean water and thinking about all the things that are underneath all those you. miles <laughs> underneath me. That's one. Avalanches in the mountain yeah. are two. And cougars. Yeah. Because they're crafty little buggers and they're and and you know, um, it was it was really funny because the week you know a week ago I was out in the Metal Valley. So a week before, and we didn't really mention James Varner's race, yeah. the Sun Mountain Sun 50K Mountain and 25K, which happened this last weekend, um, and a lot of a lot of people from Bellingham were were out there running, which is beautiful. But I was out there. I did my own little 50K uh, the weekend before because I I was out there for actually for James Varner's Rendezvous Music Festival, yeah. which by the way, and I know I again I'm really bad with digressions. My students, yeah. They get very they understand that. Yeah. yeah. So bear with me. Um, it's a fantastic experience. Yeah. It was so amazing. Wow. So there's a one of the bands that um, he had come, this guy named Joshua James. He's from Utah. Huh. 
and he was a rock climber in a in an earlier life or before he became a musician and family man. So I desperately wanted to talk to him after and just say, Hey, where have you been climbing? You know, where were you climbing? <laughs> anyway. But and I thought that would prob that could work because this concert was right on a lake. His that rendezvous music festival, if you get a chance to go next year, go. It's it was fantastic. It was so intimate and so close. I was right up next to the stage. So uh, if somebody tells Joshua James about this, I was the dude that was standing right in front of him, grinning ear to ear and and probably moving the white man dance at the beginning, you know, just kind of swaying more than really dancing. But I, it was so cool to be that close to this just really dynamic and amazing musician. Well, it's a James Varner event. We talked and, about that. It's, and that's the thing. It's, it's like, like first class. You know, you know, we could talk about the Sun Mountain race, but... It's a lottery, and it's and it fills up every year. And his races are as fantastic. And this music festival was every bit as well planned out, and it was so fun. And I I volunteered and helped people help check people in for the camping, and then you get in for half price. It was so worth it. It's spectacular. James, we've had him on the show, but he's just an amazing guy too. Yeah. On top of it, so yeah. it's always fun. In fact, I'm a little bummed. Because Candace Burt, she lives in Leavenworth, I believe. Yep. Yeah. She's in France. Because I thought, oh, coming up oh, here, yeah. that's one of my like bucket list people to get on the show. Yeah. So I was a little bummed that she was not in that's town. That's too bad. Um, you, so, so, listeners, you can pass that along to Candace. Oh, there you that, go. Uh, Trail Manners is desperately trying to get her on the show. So, I was out there, and I'm running around Sun Mountain, and the subject of that comes up with my dad, and he says, oh, you don't need to worry about cougars. They're out there, and they and you ran probably ran by some. We we have lots of cougar around here. We've had a few runners who've been stalked by them, um, but you don't need to worry because it's been 94 years since the last person was killed by them, and it was not far from here. And it was a little boy who'd been left out in his yard, and a, and a hungry cougar came and and took this boy, which is terribly sad. But it's like almost a hundred years ago, and so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, well maybe I don't need to worry. And then, like less than a week less later, less than a week later, this yeah. happens. Yeah, that's and crazy. I have my, you know, I have another uncle, really kind of my inspiration for getting into ultra running. And I don't know if he still uses it for for a while. He had a hat where he had a little, uh, the flaps on the back. He created a face, so much like oh, a yeah. moth or a butterfly. Okay, it looked like he had a face behind you, because cougars like to attack from the back. You yeah, know, they like to sneak up you on and you. Sneak up on yeah. you. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Yeah, cougars, avalanches, swimming in the ocean. Swimming in the ocean. I, I know what you're. And mosquitoes. Of. I am. I know what you're afraid. Of. I hate mosquitoes. Yeah, mosquitoes. There's. An, I'm. You got bit by one yesterday, but it hasn't been. Well, it landed here. on me. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that goes back to the things you need to worry about here. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah cougars, I'm, maybe. I'm getting that. I'm getting that because I went down today to Fairhaven. Yeah. And uh, I went to a Fairhaven. Pokey place. The Pokey at Fairhaven, Pokey off Harris Avenue or Street, whatever it is, is <laughs> incredible. I will absolutely 100% have dreams about that restaurant tonight. <laughs> That's how good the Pokey was there. I had uh, ginger ahi and oh. uh, L-I-M-U, I think it's limu ahi on a bed of rice, and they put some green seasoning on their rice that I don't know. I didn't ask what it was because I don't care, right? It's going it to be good. good. It was amazing. It was, And they charge you by the weight. 
So you can, they had <clears throat> salmon, they had squid, they had tofu for the tofu people. They had uh, just all kinds of fish, right, or, or fish products. So and you just tell them how much and what you want, and then it's a weight-based thing. So it's not like they're like, oh, it's 10 bucks. I can give you four pieces of pokey in this. It's yeah. like, how much you want? You want some more? I'm like, you know exactly pile it on, how much baby. you're going to get. Yeah, just pile yeah. it on, and then, you know, it was, you pay for it. It's like the pokey's like 20-something bucks a pound, right, something like that. That's so awesome. crazy, but my bowl wasn't nearly that much. Uh, but it's so good. Could have been. Oh, it could have been easy. <laughs> oh, it, 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 yeah. I almost went back for seconds just because I'm like, man, that was so good. That's um, awesome. So yeah, so that's good. Went to a coffee shop that you, uh, you yeah. and Jen told me to go to, Woods, right? Yeah, Woods Coffee. Right on, what's it? What's the? Oh, uh, it's Boulevard Park. Boulevard yeah, Park. Yeah, right along, beautiful. in the middle of Boulevard Park, overlooking the Bellingham Bay. Yeah, it was beautiful. A lot of fun. Looking out to Lummy Island and... And whoever the, the girl was that made my coffee, it was her last day. So I know you don't listen to the show, but good luck, whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, it was a good coffee that I had. I had a dirty chai. And then I did my part, Bellingham. I went out on the pier thing or the little walkway and sat down for a little while. I ended up coming back with like a couple extra cups that were just people forgot to, to take with them to throw in the garbage. I'm sure they forgot. They probably. I'm going yeah. gi- to give them the benefit, give them the of, benefit the doubt. of the doubt. But I look like this thirsty dude. I'm walking back with like four <laughs> you have, cups. You have an issue. Yeah, they're you have issues. Like, oh, this guy's got some problems. Some coffee He's problems. jittery. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was really cool. I, I, I've only been here two days, like a day and a half. Let's be honest. Today was like a full day. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I haven't even scratched the surface. And that's the f- scary part, right? No, the only sad part, I mean, so far the only sad part is it hasn't rained since you've been here. Yeah. We've had just rain. gorgeous. I mean, for, for us, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's been amazing weather. Yeah. Like blue. I mean, this morning it was blue overcast skies. and it kind of yeah. blew off. So we saw blue skies <laughs> last night on Oyster Dome. Amazing views up there. Sunset was rocking. We got to see some of that. It looked like the woods were on fire. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. That was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was beautiful. Come down off of Oyster Dome, From get Louis into the Lake. trees, and the and the red sunset is just making the trees look like they're on fire. Yeah. Oh, that was spectacular. That was really nice. So, Whoa, so yeah. Bellingham's been extremely good to me, and, and Seattle was good to me. And we've only started. We've we haven't even hit the Chuckanuts yet. I know. Isn't that crazy? So our big run's going to be in the Chuckanuts, and we've got log crossings. We've got waterfalls. We've got Views of the bay. We've got views of Mount Baker. Can we see the pokey shop from the trail? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see if they'll put like hoist a flag up so I can see May- them from far away. Oh, yes. I think I I do know an overlook that I think we might be able to. There we go. Pokey yeah. heaven, man. I want to be an investor in this store. <laughs> so funny. They're hiring. <laughs> I can't work for them. It's, every time you say that, I think of my you know the college students where I see them playing Pokemon. So you say that, and I'm like, pokey. Oh, no, that's there's, not what you mean. And there's people I've talked to that, you know, before I've had pokey, before I've come up here, and I say, oh, I love pokey. What's po- what do you mean pokey? What's that? Yeah. And I explain. It's just basically cubes of raw fish, and they, this location, you can put it on, like, some some salad. You know, mm-hmm. they have, like, you know, they have like was it, kimchi, cabbage, I think. Ooh, they have that. You kimchi can put in a long on. time. They have all kinds of stuff, so my hat's off to them. They might be my lunch stop tomorrow, too. I, well, so... I mean, I'm a when it comes to the trails and all the outdoor stuff, I'm a pretty good host, I think. Oh yeah, we're for doing sure. we're doing day and a half, and I'm psyched. knocking it out of the park so far. But when it comes to restaurants, places to go in town, yeah, I I'll, I can show you a burger shop. <laughs> I, I rolled mean, I rolled the dice on the pokey shop, but I saw so people you, going in in a line, gold. so I'm like, this has got to be pretty good because yeah. there's a lot of places to eat down there. 
and there's a lion. You know, I'm like, this must be pretty, and it's pokey. I'm like, hey, how bad can it be? Which you could easily get sick. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. I feel fantastic. I so. had pokey at a gas station. <laughs> I'm still alive. It's YJ fine. pokey is <laughs> legit <laughs> with their boiled <laughs> eggs. <YJ> <laughs> It's it's pretty good. Flying J pokey, the boiled eggs, some gizzards. Oh man, that's like after a week of hospital, I felt like gold. <laughs> yeah, once I got out, oh, so good. <laughs> but I also had a good time in Seattle because I went to a cheese place which lit up my Facebook account. I didn't realize how amazing <laughs> this cheese place was. In fact, Allie's one. I took a picture of it. Yeah, and I got like two blocks away, and I see a post. She's like, "Best mac and cheese on the planet." I'm like, "Hold the phone." Hold the phone. I walked back. I've already left, I know. but I'm going and right back. It was a long line, too, so I waited, and I'm like, this must be good. So I did that, and I got some cheese curds because it's Eric Manning here on yeah. this end of the microphone. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, that place is the best. That place is the best. And I really oh. wish I would have checked it more because someone t- told me to go to this pastry shop, and I didn't do that, which I regret because I have no problem eating food that's not good for me. Um, but then I, then I went to uh, the Space Needle. I was doing Mr. Taurus. Went to the Space Needle and had Sea Pine IPA. Yeah, you went to the top of the Space Needle. No. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Because you yeah. looked at the price. No, it was, I think it was like 24 bucks. No, I'm like, I don't eh, it's a good view. But, I guess that's okay. But it was because I didn't know how much time I'd need. Okay. Right? And there's a lot. There was a ton of people there. Like, busy. I couldn't believe yeah. how busy it was for a yeah. Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. And so I did all the touristy stuff. Took Uber a bunch of times. You did the monorail. I did the monorail. Which every time I say monorail, I think of the Simpsons episode where, you know, it's early in the run of Simpsons and they, monorail. Anyway, I think sorry. I think of Disneyland. There's there's maybe one person out there listening to this that knows what I'm talking about. I don't watch the Simpsons. And everybody else is like you going, man, you are. Where's Joel? What is your problem? <laughs> yeah, where's Joel? Where's Joel? Oh, my gosh. I'm glad Joel's going to be back. Um, so, yeah, it's been a great trip, though. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh in the next few days, for sure. And then, again, taking Amtrak. I could buy my ticket, though, if I don't sell out. Uh, taking Amtrak back into town, jumping on a flight, and headed back to Rattlesnakes and Heat. So what can go wrong? And uh, I'm having a, for listeners out there, i got a Hopwork uh, Urban Brewery, so Hub, Ferocious Citrus IPA, which Ooh. I'm going to give a thumbs up. Excellent. I was nervous. Um, I like to try new stuff. So I'll try a few more, so I'll give that a thumbs up, so... Um, and then talking about races, I know you've listened to the show a little bit, but uh, have you ever been to um, the Red Desert in Wyoming? Because you've been everywhere. I never have. Okay. No. Because you just are a traveler. Yeah. You've been everywhere. Cause Done been, a lot in Wyoming, but mostly rock climbing stuff. Uh, and yeah. I think there's rock climbing out where this area is, if I remember right as well. The, the gentleman told me there's some uh, places out near there. Um, but it's in it's outside Rock Springs, Wyoming. It's Run the Red, and we're kind of helped talking to them a little about the little, 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 talking up them this month. Um, so you can check them out on at Facebook at Run the Red Desert. It's not dessert. It's a desert. Um, or um, we'll have the link in the show notes to the race. But it's Saturday, June 2nd. There's a 50K, 23K, and a 5K. It's in Wyoming's Red Desert. Um, and I'll say it again, people. If you haven't had a chance, head over to the, hit the link, head over, and check out the video. The video on their page is amazing because I'm not a sand guy. Like, I'm not a huge fan. And I guess I'm getting more tolerant of, like, an ocean beach sand because sometimes it's a little with wetter, you know, but the fine red sand. Or, oh, gosh, I love that. See, and you're, oh. you're but I'm not, but I've seen this Southern race, Utah. the video, yeah. and I'm like, I could do this. Like, this would be cool. Um, they have camping at the start-finish line. 
or you can stay in town, which is like 25 miles from the race. But you start the race, you run off this huge sand dune, and that's how the race starts. You just kind of bolt down this big old sand dune. Uh, but it's on June 2nd, it's National Trails Day, and the cool thing about it, which is something we're always excited about when we, we talk about different things, um, this is for the advocacy of the Red Desert, because we know so cool. much land is getting eaten alive by growth and, and silliness, uh, I guess. Um, and so they're doing this race to help raise awareness, say, hey, leave, leave the Red Desert alone, it's beautiful, we don't need you know drilling or you don't need to take it, so it's, you know, kicked off the same time to celebrate the Wilderness Act, um, the inaugural race in 2014. Uh, but it's really cool. Recommend go checking it out. I know this year some people might have races already. If you don't, they have a race for everybody. Like I said, there's a 50K, 23K, and a 5K. So There's a race for everybody. It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's a cool experience. Uh, <clears throat> Gabe Joy is a friend of ours. He's actually the co-race director, I believe, or, or helping with the event. So you know it's going to be a good race anyway. And I say that because I've never done it yet, um, but G- Gabe's a good guy. And the gentleman I talked to, the race director, is just an awesome guy. Like, he's they're doing it for the right reason, so it's good to support them. If you have nothing else to do that weekend, head out, check it out. I'm um, just right outside of Rock Springs. So. If you uh, haven't run in that red desert, red, red dirt, oh, gosh. You like it. It's so funny because, you know, here I live in the, in the lush green, lush green <laughs> and I just pine for... Pun intended. Pine for those, you know, desert, sandy trails, and yeah. and I don't. But this actually looking at it would be one I would try. Cool. It really would be. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, and then we're gonna do Woody Footies. It was Joel's week, and he messaged me the winner. So this is Joel's, and I'm saying that not that it's not a good photo to the gentleman that got it. So there's a part of it. There are okay. so many good ones. We talked about oh, this earlier yeah. today. I mean, different countries again. I did my homework. You did. You did a I good job. You did a yeah. good job. I think you're more prepared I mean, than I was Joel at work, comes to the but, table. But, so if, any from, if anyone from work is listening, I wasn't doing this on my work computer. Yeah, it wasn't on the but work But I didn't computer. look at all, I don't know, there was like 30 or 40. I mean, there was Art, a lot. There was. And, and, I and they were this, good from and, all over the world. And I love seeing people that, are new to posting because there's some names I've never seen post before, and that yeah. really I think is super cool because it's like I don't know if you're a new listener or just decided to post something, but yeah. there's some so many good ones. Like I said, different countries. I know we talked about the one D Wolf posted where it's kind of framed by the arch. Yeah, that was, that so, was cool. so awesome. That arch that I want to call colon, colon, just because it's you know like your colon, but just colon, like your colonnade, colon. just colonnade like colon. arch, you know. <laughs> You know, like coming out of your colon. No, <laughs> this is not thing. going the way I want to. What are to. some of the ones you, you have Still, a little list of the ones I, you I like? I did. I, I, I loved the Bernheisel effect with the Interlock and Swiss Alps. Yep. That was fantastic. And Tommy Barlow's Omu, or I don't know how to say it, Omu Peak. Yeah, because you know, he's, he's overseas. And that was some race there. And Jed... Malmberg? Oh, yeah. Maybe? And I'm, I'm the, so you know how you kind of split off like earlier in the show and went back? Yeah. I, I would be, I have this down later on, but so I was in Seattle and I get this Facebook message. Say, yeah. hey, I'm in Seattle. Want to go have run or want to go for a run or dinner? And I'm like, what? It's Jed Malmberg. He yeah. lives in Ogden on 22nd Street. And we've met briefly okay. a couple times. Yeah. He came, picked me up at the hotel. You know, and we went out to a place and had 
probably the best ramen bowl, which I love ramen bowls ramen as well. Ramen bowl's good. The one, best one I've ever had. The broth in this thing was unre- unmatched. That's awesome. And I don't know if I'll have one as good. But it's super cool because we live in Ogden, both of us. Yeah. And we're in and Seattle. all of a sudden you're both in Seattle. Yeah. So we go out to dinner, have a great dinner, and then I had a bubble tea. A what? It's They're called bubble teas. So I guess it's like a tea, like they... I don't know how they do it. I'm not even going to pretend. carbonation? Or, I mean, no, it's not carbonated. <laughs> they do something to it. They have a plastic cup, whatever size you want, and they put some ice in it. And then you pick these like little, they look like salmon eggs when you go fishing except bigger. <laughs> and there's stuff inside like a salmon egg, but they have flavored ones. Or they have these things. I got a lychee things, like gummies. And they put those in. And then they put whatever flavor you pick. It was kind of like almost like a little fruit smoothie. I had yeah. a mango because I'm a mango dude. Well, and then mango. they like supercharge it somehow, mix it or something, and they have a cellophane wrapper on top. And then you poke your straw right through the plastic. But as you're drinking it, these little bubbles come up your straw and you like pop them in your mouth. So anyway, it was pretty good. All right. It wasn't bad. Well, you say that. and So he's from Ogden? Yeah. Well, his picture's from Yosemite Falls. Yeah, he's all over the and place. And it was crushing it. it was, yeah. You know, feet hanging out and the falls right below him. That was cool. Well, he, I was talking to him. For his job, he travels like two days every single week. And his territory is like Spokane. He's got Northern California. He's got Oregon, Washington. He gets to experience a lot of cool stuff. So he's tra- he's like you. He's traveling right. He's doing it right. Well, he's right now I'm traveling, right? Yeah, you <laughs> it's are. It's been a long time since I've done Good. this. But yeah, yeah. so Jed... I know you listen to the podcast, but I appreciate the invite and ex- let me experience these cool what a fun places. One. It was awesome. It That's was super cool. fun. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So go ahead. I'll let you go back. Oh, and then, and then I just had two others that I had kind of pointed out. I really liked Natalie Sheffield's Ribbon Falls. Yeah. And that was really spectacular. What a pretty, pretty view. And um, a shout out to Evelyn. Oh, boy. I, sh- I can't even read my own <laughs> you, writing. You got to do it. I don't know. Smithwood? There we go. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. Sorry, Evelyn. Uh, for Canaraville Falls, which is down just you know just south of Cedar City. So that's my old stomping ground and love taking my family out to Canaraville Falls. Yeah, there's some really good ones, though. I'm digging it. I love when people post. Yeah. It's the time of year where people are getting out different locations. I get to see places I've never seen before, and I said it yesterday. Bellingham is not going to win any more contests <laughs> because it's unfair. <laughs> we have an unfair advantage. <laughs> now you see why. Now I, I'm not doing anything when I when you know for the weeks where I'm posting things. It's not, I'm just just they're just pictures from my run. It's not even. I just have an unfair anymore. advantage because they all they're the ones I always gravitate it, towards, like Allie yeah. and you. And there's a few yeah. others in Bellingham that post, and I'm like. I gotta get there. Now I'm here and I'm looking around, going, "No, you could drop your camera and take a picture." You know what I mean? Yeah, I take a butt picture and then yeah, I posted like, that. Did you yeah. see the tree and the? You know? <laughs> so no, oh. Bellingham, you're still in. You're still in. And then there was, and then there was one other person that I was gonna. Um, oh, oh, Matt Van Horns. I really like oh, Matt yeah. Van Horns too. That was That's not the one I was gonna cool. mention. I was gonna say um, that. Um, uh, uh, there was some. So I I see a name with someone, and but the picture was in Rocky Mountain National Park, and it oh. didn't compute because this particular person I was always posting it like Blanchard. Yep. Or yeah, Blanchard. Blanche. 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 Yep. Yeah. So, um, Miss, Megan. Mrs. 
Martinez. <laughs> she was all over the it's place. It's good to see you all over. <laughs> and you also, you cannot help, I love that you cannot help but post more than one picture. Yeah. You're scrolling through and all of a sudden, here's another one, here's another and one. I love it. And I know that feeling because, you know, it's like there are some runs in some places and Rocky Mountain National Park is one of them where there, one picture is not enough. And that's it's why we... just not enough. And that's why we love it, because you can post as many times as you want, and we that's what it's there for. We want to yeah. see these places, because yeah. not everybody, myself included, can get to these places. So, But it was us. unusual to see you somewhere other than that. It lake. really was. It really was. Whether it was frozen or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that Joel gave you info, too. Yeah. Um, but this week's winner was uh, picked by Joel again in the Woody Footy Contest. And this, again, all... Is all my all the things from me goes to the Sign Garage because they're the one that sponsored this for a whole year. I, I mean that's just awesome, and hopefully they'll do it again when we run out of hats. I still have, oh, I'm going to say fifteen to twenty. So I mean we, st- I, so I got the first one, you got, right? You know, you know what's and that hilarious? was July. You no, got the it had first to be August. One, and Allie got the second one. Oh, did she really? I went back because I have the list. I'm like, that's hilarious. Bellingham that awesome. won first. Two weeks. Booyah. Yeah, so that's some, that's a mojo. But you wouldn't have known that I knew her, so there was no favoritism. There wasn't. I didn't know. And her. I love my hat. If I'm not wearing it, it's it's displayed prominently somewhere. in my office. It's somewhere. Yep. I see more pictures with people wearing them, so I like that. That's cool. But this week's winner goes to Grant Nicholas, Snow King Mountain in Jackson. So, oh, uh, yeah. Grant, just send me your mailing address. We'll get you your Woody Footy hat, compliments of Trail Manners, and Joel for picking it. Uh, we got two Ask Trail Manners questions, but before we get into that, this week's Strava Week distance goes to Jake Jackson, 101.2, runtime Dan Hawk, 19 hours, 57 minutes, and climbing Darcy Boyack, 29,226. Who are so, these people? Where are they? I, I really need to start stalking that. I think today, if you check my Strava, today my climb was probably like 26,000. So yeah, it was, it was close. a big, it was it was a big, big day. day. Yeah. I, was, I was hoofing it. <laughs> Uh, we have a couple really good Ask Trail Manners questions. So, and Jeff hasn't, I haven't, he hasn't got to see these yet. And I usually send them to Joel first. Oh, I okay. Because I want to put you on the spot. These Fair are enough. good. These are good ones, though. So the first one comes in. I'm a novice trail runner, but have decided recently to bag road running and only trail run. And so I'm going to take a side note saying, good, good for job. you. Yep. Way to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it more, and I enjoy being on the trail. How do I improve my ability to run uphill, and how do I find people to run with? So two great questions, and literally questions that keep people out of trail running. I've talked to people that said, I would have trail ran three years earlier if, A, I would have been better uphill, I hated walking, and two, there's more people to run with. So I'll start, give Jeff a little time to marinate. Um, How do you, my ability to run uphill, honestly... By running uphill, but there's a, that's really the not to the be silly about it, but it's the only way you're going to get better at it. You know, power hike, run hill repeats. You know, I know Joe, if Joel was here, he'd say you know you could do some uh, you know weights. You know, to kind of build some you know your quads and your your booty and everything else to kind of get going. But really, how do you improve is just doing it, and that goes with trail running because it's still different than road. Downhill, you know, that takes a lot more out of you than people think. But really, to improve your ability to run uphill, it's, it is. It's just doing it, power hiking, and doing hill repeats. Um, and you'll see a lot of times, too, you'll see groups or, or yeah, tra- trail running groups. They'll do hill repeats as like a weekly thing or biweekly or however they do it. But 
that's really the best two ways I can relay that. And then how do I find people to run with? Depends on where you live. Very good question. There's multiple ways. You can check your local run shops, see if there's any running groups. Uh, Facebook is a great way um, to find people. Uh, depends on where you live. And I'm going to throw out there's the Wranglers in the Utah area. But there's a lot of people on the Wrangler page that aren't in Utah. So you can really look that way. I don't know how, you know, some people aren't into Facebook or social media, but that's one way to find it. The other thing is Strava, you know, find people in your area um, and maybe hit them up there because what you're going to find is there's more people doing it than you think. And there's more people that are probably your pace or your ability than you think. Um, And it's just a lot of times those group runs can morph into something else. Um, or even on the Trail Manners podcast, you know, you let me know where you're at. We can throw it out there and, and people can do it. But I see a lot of that on, on social media. It's like, hey, I'm new to running. This is where I live. Does anybody run this time? This da, da, da. And people are like, oh, I do. And I've been looking for someone to run with. So sometimes just putting it out there, which can be scary. Um, but you definitely want to vet the people that uh, if you don't know them. Um, but if usually if it's a running group or something, you're usually pretty good. And I would just say don't. Like if someone reaches out to you, that's one person. I would be eerie on that one. Offers for you to stay at their house, and the lock is on the outside of your bedroom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You a, did check that door, right? There's a padlock on the outside. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's 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 my two cents, and I'll let Jeff see if he has anything different that he has. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to follow that up because um, that's sound advice. I mean, for running uphill, um, uh you just got to do it over and over. I find a hill and I and I do varying distances. Like I have a hill outside of my house and it's you know, you know, a couple hundred yards, three hundred yards, and I'll run repeats on it and until I can't. Or um, it's 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 like embracing the hills, but it's also a matter of trying different um, different inclines, so different steepnesses of hills. You know, so you don't have to run every hill, and that's the beauty of moving from the roads, kudos, by the way, to the trails is it's okay not to run, and it's really about finding that, You ha- and, and each person is different. You have to find that incline. The grade. Where incline. It, yeah, the grade where it becomes more efficient to actually walk. Mm-hmm. I did a race in California a few years well, I guess it's more than a few years ago now, called the Harding Hustle. And um, it it was just basically up a mountain and back down, 50K. And I just set out at a solid power hike, and I did not run a step of the uphill. And I watched all of these guys just chugging up this hill, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm really going to be dead last in this race. <laughs> and... I got to the top and I felt fresh and I pounded the downhill and came in, I think, fourth or fifth. I don't know. I have to look at my ultra sign up. But, um, you know, just passed so many people in the second half of that climb because they had just blown up. So there is a point where power hiking is more efficient and faster than trying to run. So it's really kind of testing that out and really kind of seeing where you at you're at. But really, hill repeats. And yeah, I think you nailed it. That was definitely the one thing because you even talk. You see the quote unquote. We call them elite athletes for lack of a better but, word. Yeah. They'll still walk some steep they stuff. Do. It's not like they can run or want to run yeah. everything because, as Jeff mentioned, it's about efficiency. Yep. And 
I did a, a how to trail run clinic, and we had a Mike Ambrose from Solomon and one of their athletes, uh, Brett Hills, and it was the same thing. He had someone on this certain incline, somebody jogging, and then he power hiked next to him, and he passed him. Yeah, power hiking. Yeah, and it was again, fun. He to wasn't pass working people trying hard. to run because you can, when you go uphill, you know, there's techniques, you know, kind of push off on your toes, you know, put your hands on your quads, use it that way. So yeah. it takes. I mean, there's different ways to do it, um, but it's it's totally true. It's just there's certain grades you know as yourself that I can run that grade. Yeah. And there was the ones like, okay, I'll start walking. And it's also as well as the distance and how you want to do it. Because sometimes I'll still, you know, there might be a day I want to train hard and I'll run a hill I usually walk or vice versa. If I'm tired, I'm like, it's okay to walk a hill. You know, it's not the end of the day and it's efficiency and it's time. So it's just learning what your grade is, if you will, or your incline is and just kind of Finding yeah, what you, you want to do. Yeah, you do. And some days you feel better than others where you're like, I couldn't, I couldn't oh, have ran that yesterday, <laughs> and today I crushed it. I said that a couple times today. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm walking. Yeah. And, and we just turned to a walk. But see, and that's, a, that's yeah. one of the big things with, like, Jeff mentioned, with, like, road running and trail running. It's it's totally fine to walk on a trail. Yeah. And some people have a harder time relating to that because it doesn't feel right. Hey, I'm a yeah. race. I'm running. Why should why am I walking? But as you... As you get used to it like jeff said it's more efficient it's better for you and you'll be fresher at the end so yeah and i know the grade i know the you know the the grade where i need to switch from running to walking and i know the grade where i need to switch to hands on the quads yep. and and you just yeah, learn that over practice. time yeah, yeah. learn that over just time. go out and and do it all right next one's a good oh one. wait i didn't oh. finish though i have one more thing okay so how do you meet people there was oh, yeah. one other thing I was going to add to that, and that is... Don't um, say Tinder. T- oh, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, sign up for some races. Mm. Go and sign up for some races. And if you are not normally, and we talked about this on the on the podcast when Jim Skaggs and I were on Down in Zion, I'm not, I can't meet people outside of the trails, but I have taken to, I just embrace it, and when I'm in a, on, in a race... I just talk to everybody. If they're close to me, I chat them up. And generally, if they're close to you in a race, that's they're, their, your pace. They're your right. They're so it's like your would ability. be a good training partner yep. or training individual. So that's so a great point. Outside of you know running stores and their kind of all paces runs, which is a really big thing here. We had probably forty people at the Fairhaven Runners All Paces race earlier this week. Um, I've met a lot of people that way. But outside of that, sign up for a couple races. You'll go in with no friends, and you'll. And, and come you'll come ton. out with tons. <laughs> yeah, you really if do. If you are willing to just say hi and be friendly, you'll come out with a lot of friends. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, next, ask Trail Manners question. After my first ultra this weekend, it's very possible that I will lose one to three toenails. Do you have any tips for future ultras? How can I prevent that? This one for me is a difficult one. Yeah. And the big reason is I've only lost one. What? In 20-something years. It was a big toe. It was kind of cool. I actually lost it in the ocean in San Diego. That's when it finally decided to leave me for good. Were you kicking around under the water and it was just loosely hanging I on? You could feel it was you gone. don't even know. Yeah, I looked down. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. It's gone. Um, but I've ne- I've only lost one. And I know some people lose them every year. They're, you know, a lot, I should say. And I know people that have never lost them. Um, and I've talked to a few people, especially after this question came out, because I'm like, I, I'm not sure on this one. This one had me a little perplexed. But um, what, I've, what I've talked to people is a lot of people, like, it's a lot of it has to do with your shoes. A lot of people are telling me, like, you know, if you wear your shoes too tight, too big, if your foot really slops around, 
if it's like a lot of downhill stuff, Jill's showing, or Jim's showing, or <laughs> Jeff's showing me, is there so many J words we keep talking about? <laughs> um, but it, it really depends on, there's different variables, right? And yeah. some people like, oh, over time, you just get used to it. Like your toenails get used to it um, over time. And, you know, one person I talked to is like, oh, I, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm always going to lose toenails. It's just the way it goes because I'm an aggressive runner, downhill. Yep. So this is a tough one. Like, I don't know if you can 100% prevent it. I think it's one of those things where if you're susceptible to it, it might be something that's just easier than somebody else, right? Um, I say I was a soccer player my whole life. I wore shoes that were too small for me. That's You wanted your foot just jam-packed in there, and I never lost toenails, and I don't know if my feet adapted to it, so I've only lost one in, in trail running, and it actually happened because I did kick a great big huge rock at Wasatch that year with that toe, so I think that was really what had to do with it other than just running. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a scientific slash trail manners tific reason for that because I've seen ultra runners. Uh, what's his name? Uli or what's his name? Ulrich. Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, surgically removed, yeah. and then I've seen yeah. other people do I was that. Just now. looking him up to make sure that was the right name. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. there's some people just he was really prone to it. He did it all the time. So he said, "I'm going to get him removed." Yeah. Right. And that's the way it goes. So I. I'm going to let you see what you have to say because I don't, all the people I talk to because I don't know, I didn't really Google it too much because I didn't want to see the photos because, you know, pictures are going to pop up and I'm not a huge <laughs> feet dude. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you can 100% prevent it either, right? I think so many things can happen. But, it's again, if it's your first, full, first ultra and you might lose one to three, it'd be interesting to know if your shoe, you wear your shoes tight, yeah. if they're really loose. Um, what kind of terrain you were on? If there's a lot of downhills, your toes you are just your toes a lot end, on or rocks. You kick rocks um, because I that's kicked so many rocks in the last ten miles of hard rock. Yeah, I mean because you get tired. Gosh, yeah, I'm so tired. Goes, but yeah, yeah, your first ultra, one to three toenails. I don't know all the specifics. I don't. I don't. So, yeah. And or you might just be one of those people that is susceptible to it. So I don't. That's a tough one to me. Now in my household. Um, we have Santa Claus, we have the Easter Bunny, we have the Tooth Fairy, and we have the Toenail Fairy. Yummy. And I take full advantage. <laughs> I am all about getting the money for the for the <laughs> oh toenails gosh. when they fall off. So for me, it's I don't think I'm like the worst, but um, if I, you know, I have, and it prob- I think it happens more or less in those big, long 100-milers. I, don't, I can't think that I've had it any other time, but um, I didn't think I was going to lose any at Hard Rock, and it took almost six months for them to finally detach. And it was mostly the toenail coming in underneath yeah, that was pushing, pushing it the, away, pushing the top one up. But yeah, I think I, I eventually ended up losing three toenails that looked totally fine after, after Hard Rock and felt totally fine, but they just kind of came off. And to me now, it's it's no big deal. Yeah. It's just like meh. No big deal. I've got one black toenail right now, which I tried to show you, but I, I saw it. And that black it was toenail, the birdie toe. That black toenail was underneath the black toenail that I got from Hard Rock that fell off about four months ago, and there was another black toenail underneath. Oh. So the, the new so one, like is, an Oreo without the filling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That so I got sense. one that fell off, and this one's probably going to fall off again. And to me, it's no big deal. So I don't know how you get rid of it. I have had loose shoes. I've had shoes that were too tight. Um, hard rock, it was definitely that 
toward the end in those last five, six downhill miles, I just was dragging my shuffling too much and just taking everything. everything. Other times, it's one, dis- like you said, it's one distinct blow that's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the only running, time I've like, lost oh. one. It's just one, I thought I busted, my my toe felt like it exploded at Wasatch. Yeah. I, I didn't want to take my sock off. I'm like, I don't want to oh. see it. This is what, and it happened before Chin Scraper. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, you haven't like, even finished the first climb. No, I haven't even finished the first, what, Chin Scraper was, what, eight miles eight in? Eight miles in, yeah. Yeah, and it was yeah. like an explosion, because it was so oh, overgrown no. as you're going in. I know exactly where, it's yeah. by that and spring a, that's up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a big, there was a big rock, and I just was like... Because it's I overhanging, it. you cannot oh, see what's under see it. trail, and I just thought, okay, this this is not a good situation right now. And it oh took about four miles to where toe felt like I could start pushing off on it again, so when I got to... It was upper big water, finally, mile 50-something, and yeah. we were doing some footwork repair, and I'm like, I don't want to take that sock off. I don't want to see my toe. Took the sock off, looked at my toe, and I'm like, that looks pretty normal. Normal. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I exaggerated, and of course <laughs> I didn't because it hurt really bad after, but... yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And if anybody yeah. has any comments, again, we always say on these Ask Trail Matters ones, leave a comment because this is a, a forum for everybody. We're looking for answers, and there's people out there that are much more edumacated than I am. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, leave leave those comments. So, yeah, that's all we have for the special Bellingham on the road Trail Manor single track session number ninety. Crazy ninety shows, first time we've been this deep on the road, so that kind of makes me feel bad. That's cool, but it's been fun. Um, we got a lot. We'll have uh, single track session ninety one. We'll have some more Bellingham stories because I'm just beginning. Um, but as always, I think you've been on, and I don't know, like scientific. I think you've been on more than any other person besides me and Joel. Really, at this point, because I think we did like three or four for Hard Rock. You're down in Zion, oh, yeah. and now yeah. this one. So yeah. I think you've passed Turtle. I think you've passed yeah, Turtle Luke and Suck Ty. It. I think those ones cool. were the were the uh, those are kind of the ones we have on more. Well, of any of any kind of trail running culture or nation that's like bigger than you know the people right around you, this is the one I want to be a part of. So Sweet. thank well, you. We love that. Thank you. That was nice. And you know what? It's not it's not ten o'clock. I mean, I think we can still get another run in yeah. tonight. As soon as I'm done with this. Uh, Hub Ferocious Citrus IPA. It is an Indian pale ale with grapefruit because I've kind of been into the citrus ones lately. I'm not going to shy away from. All right. But we have a bag of kettle pepperoncini chips over there. Which you introduced me to, and I hate you for it because they're so good. Brian Clark introduced me to them, so it's blood, blood, blood. All right, way to go, Brian. But, uh, yeah, so, Bellingham, thanks for your time, Jeff. I can't tell you and your family um, enough. Thanks for everything it already and it's only pleasure. been a day and a half and it i'm like our this is pleasure. the coolest thing ever for it me. is so, so cool here uh, but yeah it's amazing and oh i mean it's it's terrible here yeah, nobody no, should move here no one should come up here but if Please. someone wants to travel up here again and needs a partner to come up i uh i know a person and i know yeah it is he's talking right this second now 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 that's me and i know a place you guys can stay <laughs> well that's the thing i said you know i'm gonna have, we're gonna have to get the next trip up here i'll say i'm gonna have we're gonna have to get a airbnb because i'm gonna bring like five people because it's just this is just incredible I'd love to have jim and brian and the people that you know uh joel and harrison, joel and, harrison and um john stewart yep. and his you know his new clan uh uh Love to have you guys all come up. Yeah, it's, and it's crazy. And go running and do some running adventures. And when, you know, later in the summer we can adventure out into the mountains more. And so there's, I mean, we have barely gone five miles from my house. 
it's crazy. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like it's that close to all these amazing locations. So, so. and I, I'm hoping to do more of these on the road things too because it's it's a blast, and it gets me out into new places. And there's too. some places back east. I know. Pennsylvania's I, I, good. Serious. It's just, uh, yeah, I'd love to. I need, a, I need a second job New York. is what I need. I need trail manners to come through with some funds. Or I need a second job because I would totally be on the road <laughs> a lot because I love it. It's just fun to see new places and not even the race part, which I'd like to do. It's stuff like this where I can yeah. run three days, four days in a location, see some different trails. Um, and then kind of the highlight ones in a way, yeah. like you've got stuff yeah. you've been planning for like a month. It's like, yeah. I want to take him here, here, here. I've been planning for prom for a while. I know. So I, that's <laughs> what I told him. He's like, I've been planning for a month. I'm like, can I tell you what shirt color shirt I'm wearing so they can match the Does flower? our cummerbund match? <laughs> Does my waist belt match? Um, but yeah, thanks for, again, thanks for having me up here. Right on. Uh, Jen, um, your son, and, and uh, thanks for sitting in on the first ever guest. I've had to do Woo-hoo. this by myself before. So first ever guest on the single track session. This well, I I hope it doesn't affect your numbers. I think Seb, we'll get we'll, yeah we'll probably climb to eight or nine. Oh yeah, I think so. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> maybe we'll Joel go on the road and, and climb it even more. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Sorry we'll be about a day late for the launch, but uh, it was totally worth it. And uh, we're hoping to get back on normal schedule Tuesdays coming up. We're putting together a pretty good list of that. So. Again, thanks, uh, Jeff, for joining me, and uh, we'll catch you everybody next week. Bye.